Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, I'm on a plane on the way back to the Albion. This royal throne of kings, this sceptred isle, this precious stone set in the silver sea, this blessed plot, this earth, this realm. I'll miss out the bit about a fortress built by nature against infection and the hand of war, because Shakespeare didn't know about Covid or the Ukraine. <laughs> With me are a hundred or so more souls. To my right, a lady is trying to manage a boisterous, curly-haired toddler. In front, a man who needs a haircut. Next to him, a woman who needs a better conditioner. I just need more hair. People watching, I love it. Everyone's the same, yet we're all different. I bet they'll all have one thing in common. They'll all want to be healthy. And that's where the problems begin. They won't be allergies, anxieties, disasters and diseases, accidents, happenstance, the passage of time, the deck is stacked against them. It's likely that 17% will be on antidepressants, 13% opioid pain medicine, and the over 50s, well, three quarters are likely to be taking something. You know you're old when you know the pharmacist by their first name. The World Health Organization says 60% of calls on health services are lifestyle related. We own our diseases. They're homemade with the help of what we eat, drink, do and don't do. Aboard this plane, an entire NHS cost center. A plane full of people who sooner or later will need an appointment, a diagnosis, a prescription, an operation, maybe an ambulance or a phone call. If only we knew when, where and what with. It's a population, not a salami slice of blighty, but a population nonetheless. It would be interesting to put them all in a petri dish and watch their lives unfold. What could we predict? If we could foretell the future, not necessarily to whisper messages of caution, the public's health is a private matter and lifestyle a choice, but to fathom demand and direction, by taking national data and dividing it by the number of people of a particular age with a reasonable certainty in the next 10 years, a plane load of people might need, I don't know, 6,000 prescriptions, 500 GP appointments, 1,000 operations, 50 ambulances. But when they get to the airport and go their separate ways, their data in the aggregate is dispersed. It's meaningless. If they went home, and there was a local health index, what makes them sick and why, how health has improved or declined over time, how this varies by area and why, even where ambulances call-outs come from and why, that's meaningful. If they live in Northumbria, there's a huge variation in health scores from Whitley Sands to Darras Hall and Blythe. Healthy people, healthy lives, healthy places, and a 24-point difference between the most and least healthy areas for health outcomes. How do I know? Well, because of a new Northumbria Health Index Explorer. Oh yes, and I linked to it in this morning's email. You can click on the link. Achieved by working with Northumbria Healthcare Foundation Trust, led by the very forward-thinking Sir Jim Mackey. Generating data about the health of a population 
in very small areas as a health index was recommended in 2018 by the then Chief Medical Officer Dame Sally Davis. Now the work of Johnny Pearson Studdard and the Office of National Statistics have made it a reality using 56 indicators across three domains. There's more and I, and I link to it in the e-letter. This demonstrates the art of the possible as a data framework to track and address small area population health and inequalities. This makes prevention and improvement visible, accessible and doable. National frameworks and initiatives are all very well, but they pose mobilization problems and measuring outcomes with the inevitable time lag, and they often don't really fulfill their potential. A local health index is a breakthrough to be able to slice and dice the data, enabling a community multi-agency response. Data is important, but it can be overwhelming. Packaged though it's visible, meaningful and connected with communities creates a new window for integrated care boards and the opportunity for the gold standard see, plan and do. Without data, the NHS is flying blind. With too much data, it's flying in a blizzard. With local data integrating diverse sets from across the health system into a population health framework creates a new focus on resource management and, with any luck, the beginning of a quiet revolution. And here's the sound of a plane. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This has been Roy Lilly, and I hope we'll speak again soon. Bye-bye now.